When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. The legal field is Brighton's lawyer's playing field. So if you've sustained an injury while working from home, let the workers' compensation experts at Brighton's lawyers help you to recover the benefits that you may be entitled to. Call 1-800-848-848. Brighton's lawyers, we do more for you. This is Breakfast with Vossie on 1170 SEN. We are here for Brighton's lawyers, the workers' compensation experts protecting your future. And uh, just jot down the number. Keep it handy for when you may need the help of Brydon's lawyers. 1-800-848-848 or visit brydons.com.au. And also for 4D Doors, Garage Doors Redefined, their website, 4ddoors.com.au. It might be right now that you're thinking about a new garage door, but maybe down the track, these are the people to see, 4D Doors, uh, their website, 4ddoors.com.au. I was just looking during the news. We've got an extraordinary situation coming up this Saturday the pointy end of the season in the AFL and the netball. Netball grand final. The AFL now, we know the Sydney Swans are going to play the Giants. And in the netball, you've got the Swifts against the Giants. They're going to start at the same time. <laughs> like, that's... What were the odds of that happening? So, the netball... By my, rec, uh, by my account, the netball grand final is slotted in for 3 o'clock this Saturday uh, up there in Brisbane. Uh, Swifts against the Giants... And then around about the same time, and I think it's going to be played at the University of Tasmania Stadium, you'll have the Swans against the Giants. That's quite extraordinary. Um, All Sydney action this Saturday afternoon. And then in the Rugby League, let me see if I can draw some other parallel. No, I can't. At 3 o'clock, it'll be Dragons v Cowboys. What a shame it wasn't two Sydney clubs playing. There you go. All righty, on a Monday, we have Maddie Johns and Cameron Smith here. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, you can shop in store or online at Chemist Warehouse for big brands at the lowest prices every day. If you call in now on the McDonald Jones open line, one 1170 with a question for the boys, I've also got a Chemist Warehouse voucher to give away. So let's welcome the GOAT first of all, Cameron Smith. Good morning to you. Morning, Vossie. How are we going? I'm going okay. I've got lots to ask you today, um, but I'll now bring in your partner in crime on a Monday morning, (laughs) Matthew Johns. How are you, old seed? Uh, hello, vote. How are you? <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. The goat, the moat, and the vote. Good to talk to you. Uh, let's go straight on the attack this morning. I want answers in black and white today. I want yes and no. I don't want any sitting on the fence. Grand final. Who plays the grand final? Matthew Johns. Who's going to play in the grand final right now? Two teams. Storm, Storm Panthers. Storm Panthers. Cameron yep. Smith. Yeah, I agree with Matty. Storm Panthers. Storm Panthers. Okay, if we say that Newcastle gets seventh, who gets eighth? Will it be Cronulla that are in eighth at the moment? Or do you have the Raiders still there? Um, the Warriors? What's going to happen, boys? Who gets eighth spot? Well, i tell you what, it's a monster game this week, Vossi. Uh, Titans versus Knights. Oh, I, I, given what I saw on the weekend, look, I'll, I'll, go, uh, I'll go the Sharks. 
Sharks to hang on. Sharks play the Broncos this week, and then that that curveball game could be last round against Melbourne, which we've spoken about for weeks. Cameron, mm. you've studied the draw, you've crunched the numbers. If the Knights finish seventh, who do you've got eighth? I'm going to say the Titans. Okay, all right, you've got the Titans, yep. so they will beat the Knights and uh, yep. and push themselves up. Now, next question. Biggest disappointment with two weeks of the season to go. I mean, <laughs> I said in my verdict earlier this morning, under the radar, the Cowboys, for disappointment. Yep. Ten oh, yeah. straight losses now. Yep. So is the biggest disappointment, is the gauge the fact that your expectations were higher? Because a lot of people had Canberra like winning the competition, potentially could miss the eight. Or is a team that is down the bottom end that's just been has ended up with a disastrous season? So the biggest disappointment, Matty, right uh, now in yep. the season. Oh, it's been the Cowboys without a doubt. I actually thought with Todd Payton taking over and what he did with the Warriors last year, I sort of, I had them sitting anything from uh, finish, you know, seven to ten, yeah, on the mm. table and looking you know down the barrel losing ten in a row, and I just. Man, I don't know. If this was halfway through the season, I would say, I don't know where the next win's going to come from. But, uh, yeah, Cowboys. Yeah, they're 5-17 and 17 yeah. at the moment. Cameron, what about your yeah. biggest disappointment? Again, is it a team that you thought was going to make the finals and miss out? Or mm. is it a team down the bottom that's not firing a shot? No, I, I tend to agree with Matty Vossi. I, I think the Cowboys, given their, their squad also, like they've got some you know, very good fo- footballers playing for them. Um, yeah, they've played the majority of this season uh, in Queensland, um, up in Townsville as well, uh, just and just not, just performing well under their own expectations, let alone every, yeah. everyone else's. Um, and started horribly, had that little yeah. burst, and then to lose ten in a row in this competition. I mean, you've been playing, mm. come up against some sides that have been in pretty moderate form, and they haven't yeah, found a way to win. That's right, and they've just they just seem to struggle all year. It, it doesn't matter where they where they're playing the games at, who they're playing against. Um, and also, I'd probably throw I'd probably throw the West Tigers in there too. Mm. Okay, give it like their performance on the weekend. Like, oh yeah, them. stunk. Like it. Like some of the <laughs> yeah. some of the things that I was watching, particularly in defence, they look like they were under fifteens. Mm. You season yeah. on the line, and you can see it fifty, man. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. was massive disappointment. Yeah, t- Tales of Tiger Town. When it was first, it was, you know, there was a feeling that it was going to be a feel-good doco, but. Uh Mm, it's become it's a horror quite movie. More... <laughs> <laughs> I know it's sort of like you know you watch it and it's it's Madge firing them up before the game, Madge yelling mm. at them at half time, Madge yelling at them and walking out at full time. Poor bugger, <laughs> Matt in a padded cell. Um, uh, look, next episode tonight, seven thirty on Fox Lee. I must oh. say, as a fan, I've loved it. You oh. blokes have have yeah. been in the inner sanctum. I never have, so I've loved it and and lapping it up. And we'll be tuned in again at 7.30 tonight. Now, here's something different. I'm going to take you out out of your comfort zone here, a little Cameron, because you're a new player to the media, Cameron. Mm, have yes. you had any moments yet where you have broken up on air and can't get it back? You know, like uh, you've just lost it? No, uh, not that I can Not that I can. No, recall. not yet. Uh, not I, yet. I don't think so, no. I, I'll tell you, I was, um, well, I was a little bit in shock. Uh, it, what was it? The State of Origin in... Um, in Townsville, so it was my mm. first go on the sideline, right? Yep. And I'm, and I'm sitting up there, and I was on the, I was sitting beside Joey, and uh, anyway, so have you been to the new stadium up in in Townsville? I have, yeah, love so it. So they, they've they've designed it where there's a new, um, there's like a corporate area on ground level, the beer level. garden, the beer yeah, garden the beer on ground garden. level, so, yeah, so best seat in the house. Descri- 
Yeah, to describe to all the listeners, there's a corporate area un, like inside, indoors, under the stadium, mm. um, where you can have beverages and some food and whatever. Then when the game starts, you can actually walk outside and stand on the ground and it's right near the, the dugouts. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> we were right next to... Um, we, we were dead set a metre away from the fence to keep in the, you know, the punters off the field. And I mm. sat down with Joey and I'm, I'm a little bit nervous. This is the first day of Origin. I'm, I'm sideline commentary with, with Andrew Johns. Anyway... One of the Queenslanders, he's he's obviously been on the source for pretty much most of the day up in Towsville. And, uh, he, most of his life. <laughs> he's given Joey a little bit of advice. Anyway, Joey turned around and gave him the biggest spray that I've ever... And I, I, I was just... Uh, my jaw hit the ground. I was like, can that happen? <laughs> and I sat there. I don't think I spoke. I don't think I spoke for the first 10 minutes of the match. Until, until I think Rab's through to me and said, oh, Cameron, what's the conditions like? And I was like, uh, uh, it's 22 degrees. <laughs> uh, well, Cameron, yeah. listening at the other yeah. end is actually the brother of Andrew, wow. John, today yes. with your air, but I also know. the con- consummate media professional. Yeah. Who has, you've been in instances where blokes have come up and kissed you while you're on camera, Matty. Remember that down oh, in the oh. Like, I mean, seriously. I you've held it together? You, yeah, I was I was talking to Gus. I was face to face with Gus. We're doing the half time, and suddenly, like I get, I see this flash, and uh, it's this bloke who's circled me like it, like a like a like a grain of shark, and then just leant in and just gave me this massive kiss. And he was one of those dudes, like one of those, you know, sort of like those old guys. Um, yeah, he's probably weighing about fifty five kilos. He's got the goatee. Uh, he's got the baggy jeans on. And I, I just, <laughs> honestly, I went and got a hepatitis shot after it. <laughs> oh, but you held it together. You went on with the show, Matty, and that's what I've observed. Look, uh, you may have seen this do the rounds. This, this news reporter in South Africa with enormous credibility, but having to tell a story about a bloke who thought he'd won the lottery and then what he did when he thought he'd won the lottery, and then an interesting twist in the story. Have a listen to this, fellas. Now, after being told that he won the lottery jackpot, a Western Cape man peed all over the office floor of his boss of over 23 years and proceeded to take a dump on his boss's office desk before quitting his job on Friday morning. Now, when he went to go claim his winnings this morning, he found that he had never won anything. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, oh. My <laughs> oh uh, the forty-two year old man who is now unemployed <laughs> now faces charges of vandalism and other related criminal charges. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I mean, uh, where's Mark Ferguson? Would he be able to uh, to handle that? In fact, is Fergo on the line? Have we got him there? Mark, what did you think of that story? That's fake news, yeah. Oh, well, Mark. <laughs> Vossi, <laughs> Vossi, yeah, seriously, that was a true story. Come on. Vossi, from memory, I think there was an incident similar to that at the Broncos at one point. Am I right? Sorry. I, I think there was an incident similar that happened at the Brisbane Broncos, but I'll just leave it at that. Yes. On the way out. Oh, yes, I don't recall a, this. I'm across yes. all the scandal behind the that, scenes. I've never heard yeah. this one. Uh, that might no. be a tale for a high stool, I think. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that go over your head, Cameron, oh. high stool? 
Well, yeah, no, I understand what that means. You understand that, did you, Cameron? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, let's pick it out of the gutter. Well, there you go, Cameron. You've learnt that. That is a journalist. That is a hard-hitting news reader. You never know what you're going to have to present, Cameron, in a game. I don't know where that'll be. One of the crosses. Well, talking about rowdy crowds, go to game two this year. Billy and I, I think Fatty may have been doing the post game, and for some reason, like. Queensland were beaten again, and again it involved you know a few beers. And as we know, when they play Origin at uh, Suncorp, the, all the locals get into the Caxton at about ten a.m. And dead set, like, and this is when the, like the bubble, the, that half bubble thing started, and there was a dirty zone and clean zone, and there's only parts of the field that you can go on and do post game sort of uh, the commentary from. So we were we were right on the sideline, like dead set on the fence, mm-hmm. and there was a yep. um, like a brawl started. Yes. And, and so we're we're trying to talk. Oh, no, oh, is that is that common? <laughs> like, like bossy, like you said, I'm, I'm new to this, and I, Billy and I were sitting there just like mm. we're trying to talk to camera, like we're live, mm. and and we're just looking over at this like fight start, like it was, a, it was, a, mm. it was an only brawl <laughs> between some Blues fans and a Queensland fan, and he, he'd been yeah he'd been at the Caxton, he's, he's about thirty mm. deep, and um, mm. just had enough. He just. Oh, Mate, we didn't get a win I, I, in the footy, but we got a win in the stink. I know that. Uh, these are all coming out of Queensland, these stories. I remember the first time the Cowboys <laughs> made the finals. And Fatty in commentary oh, yeah. the previous week, Matty, remember he'd referred to the Cowboys as yes. the other mob in yes, typical Fatty fashion. Yep. And we thought, we'll go up there. It will take Fatty with us because Queensland legend, he'll be right. And our outdoor hosting position was in the crowd. It was dead set like the scene from the Blues Brothers movie where they're throwing the beer bottles, but they've got the chicken wire fence in front of them. We didn't have chicken wire between Mm. us and the fans. They were giving it to us. There was every expletive under the sun given to us. You know, it was no warm homecoming week. No, you caught us the other mob, you and... Well, you Queensland have a lot to answer for, Cameron. A lot to answer for. You wouldn't find that in Cessnock. Let me tell you, Matty, would they? Oh, mate, honestly, we used to... There used to... Up there, um, there used to be a, a local derby. Uh, well, it still is. It still goes on. But, uh, mate, it used to be full on. It was Curry Curry versus Cessnock. And my dad my dad was born in Curry Curry and then left Curry, go 10 minutes down the road and play at Cessnock. But, mate, it used to... I remember being a kid. And every game, every time Sasson played Curry Curry, it, it would erupt into these wild brawls, mate. In the mate, I remember once at Curry, there was like the whole grandstand was fighting, and my wow. mum grabbed me and had to pass me down the side of the grandstand to someone to get out of the way. There was another time the whole hill at Cessnock was just fighting, <laughs> and and the game didn't stop. The game just kept going. <laughs> 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 just a bit of foreplay, just a bit of foreplay uh, in Cessnock. That's all it is. Yeah. Uh, boys, now, question for you, Cameron. Um, our good mate, the Greenkeeping Rooster, wants to know, uh, cool. and for you, Matty, uh, with injury crisis continuing at the Roosters, do you think Melbourne could loan them Brandon Smith, Nico Hines, for the rest of the season? That's hopeful. <laughs> you know, uh, helping out a mate, no. helping out another team, like the short Bulldogs answer. and the Raiders. Yeah, short no. answer, no. Uh, that won't yep. happen. Sorry, um it will be interesting, Vossi. I will just say this. If you look at the makeup of the Melbourne side and you say, Rudder, who's going to be the spine? And then who's going to play on the bench? Bench, yeah. I tell you what, he, uh, Craig's got some big decisions to make there. Yep. You know, yeah. as far as how he uses Nico and, you know, does he carry, you know, does he carry a hooker and, and an outside back on the bench? It's going to be, it'll be really, really interesting how he juggles that.
Yeah, I, I think at any other club, all four, Pappenhausen, Hines, yep. Smith, Harry Grant, play 80 minutes. <laughs> you know, and yet yeah, they're they're potentially starters, all right, four mightn't play 80. Like you might have a situation mm. where all four will play, but neither will end up playing the full 80 minutes. That's mm. potentially what could happen, Cameron. Yeah, what a, well, what a position. Well, yeah, well, certainly, certainly three won't. Uh, Brandon Smith, Harry Grant, and uh, Nico Hines won't play eighty. That that's mm. that certainly won't happen. Um, I, I, I think moving into these final two matches and then the finals, I don't know if you're going to replace Pappenhausen unless unless you know something happens in the back line or, or he's injured. Um, you know, fingers crossed that doesn't happen. But um, it, I, I agree with Matty. I, I called that game the other the other night, the Storm Titans game. In post match, we spoke about the issue that. Craig has at the moment. Well, it's a, it's a nice headache to have, but how does he fit those uh, four players into the seventeen? And and rightly as, as you mentioned, Vossi, they at any other club they would be in the seventeen, if not mm. the, the the starting thirteen. Um, but it, it's it's going to be a yeah, you know, it may be a bit of a gamble to have all four in the seventeen at once. Mm. It, yeah. it, it's wow. interesting. It's interesting, Cameron, because I'm you guys playing Parramatta last year in Magic Round. And Paps came off the bench, and he yep. was being used as a light middle forward. And yeah, if you remember, he came on when, when Parramatta were fatigued, and it was almost his breakout game where he went from being you know a good player to being a genuine star. Yep. And mate, honestly, it looked like he was going to rattle up six tries and a half. They just could, yep. He just kept piercing them. And it's interesting to see which one is more suited to come on an impact. Is it, is it Nico mm. or, is it, or is it Pappenhausen? So, yeah, interesting. All right, boys, we'll take a break. We're here for Chemist Warehouse. You can shop in store or online at Chemist Warehouse for big brands at the lowest prices every day. Maddie Johns and Cameron Smith. And after the break, their top threes from the weekend. 26 after eight. Whoever you bet with, take a sec before you bet and set a deposit limit from Sportsbet. Gamble responsibly. Just some prices now that we know the top eight in the AFL. Melbourne favourites at $3.75 ahead of Geelong at four twenty in the Premiership betting market. Uh, for this weekend, the elimination final swap. Swans and GWS. Swans $1.61. GWS $2.34. For the netball grand final, the Swiss with Sportsbet $2.10. The Giants $1.72. And the NRL market, Melbourne $2.25 favourite. Penrith now rock solid second at $3.50. The Rabbitohs at $6.50. Manly $9. The Roosters $23. All of that for Sportsbet. Whoever you bet with, take a sec before you bet and set a deposit limit from Sportsbet. Gamble responsibly. Now time. On a Monday, the Chemist Warehouse, Cameron Smith, Matty Johns, their top three. And now on Breakfast with Vossi, the top three. Cameron, far away, what have you got for us on your podium this uh, this Monday? Yeah, thanks, Vossi. Uh, number one, I've got to throw my old team in there, the Storm, 19 in a row, equaling the 75 Roosters. Looking for 20 straight this week, boys. Can you believe that? Wow. Huge effort. Fair effort. Uh, okay, it's Parramatta, you'd have to fancy their chances. Yes. Yeah, no, I'm backing them in um, against those those boys. Uh, number two, <laughs> Momorowski. Momorowski, Paul Momorowski. Did you see his two tries on the weekend? His kicks, yeah, outstanding, yeah. unbelievable. Now, now, Momma's he uh, he spent a bit of time with us last year on that trade uh, with Harry Grant from the West Tigers, and like. You could see when he first turned up, I didn't really know too much about him, but um, very, very skillful um, and very knowledgeable about the game. But just his awareness the other night to put those kicks in 
Um, yeah. One for Cleary, one for, for Crichton. Just outstanding. Great nomination. Um, and three. And, and three, the Roosters, boys. The Roosters. Yeah. Like sitting yep. in fourth position, given you know the, the the challenges that they've had with their roster this year through retirement, injuries, suspension, all of that stuff, just remarkable. It shows such yeah you know, they're a quality organisation that have no excuses whatsoever. Trent Robinson just coaches them well throughout the week, and just says, "Hey boys, whatever whatever's out of our control, don't worry about it. Let's just go out there and play football." Mm-hmm. Good three, Cameron. It's a bit like, pressure uh, on you, Maddie. What can you yeah. do in a minute? What's your <laughs> well, top three? I'll, I'll, I'll say uh, I'll go uh, three to uh, I'll go Moses Suli. His performance the other night um, made a statement that says, "I want to be part of this finals campaign." Des, two points. Tedesco's first half as good as you see in, in rugby league, mm-hmm. and and I'll give a point to Nathan Cleary's kicking game that just terrorised the yep. back three of Souths. Yeah, put some baggage in it on South Sydney uh, as well. Cody Walker, Adam Reynolds, they're going to take some baggage into the finals again. Uh, here's a text from the Freshwater Stormer boys. Uh, morning, Vostok, Goat and Moat. Talking of brawls and crowds, there used to be a ball boy for the Macquarie Scorpions and remember watching one of our players get 10 in the bin and then being abused by a bloke in the crowd and then both of them throwing haymakers at each other for a good five minutes. <laughs> good times, great memories. Yeah, mate, that's... I've got Lyle Peacock Field. I used to be, when I was sandboy for the Cessna Goannas, I remember in 1980 when my dad was coaching against Macquarie United, an upset game where a bloke scored on the bell by the name of Craig Bellamy and beat us. There you go. Wow, there's a story. One of our listeners says, can the goat and the moat please stop agreeing with each other? It gets boring. So come on, boys. Let's get it on after the 8.30 news. Exactly. Fire up. Uh, here we go for Chemist Warehouse. You can shop in store or online at Chemist Warehouse for big brands at the lowest prices every day. And we'll also be asking the boys who has to pull your socks up, who has to pull their socks up after the weekend for Underworks. All of that coming up. Yeah, another big day right here on 1170 SEN. Matty White between 9 and 12. Uh, Jared Waitley on the station at midday. Uh, Jimmy Smith, 1 to 3. And Joel and Fletch between 3 and 6. A busy day on 1170 SEN. And while we are a sports network, a reminder, we will keep you up to date with news, of course. So much happening around. And uh, Matty White, certainly through 9 and 12, will get you the figures from Victoria. Uh, the figures out of the ACT. The figures out of New South Wales in relation to COVID. So we'll keep you up to date with all of that on a Monday morning, thanks to Chemist Warehouse, where you can shop in store or online at Chemist Warehouse for big brands at the lowest prices every day. And we've got a voucher from Chemist Warehouse to give away in the last half hour of the program. We have Matthew Johns and Cameron Smith. Now, boys, um, yesterday I said during the program, we had some good response from the listeners. Yesterday at Toowoomba, the players ran out of the Duncan Thompson stand. Now, Duncan Thompson also has a grandstand at North Sydney Oval. So in two states, he has a grandstand named after him, a rugby league legend who served in both wars but played for the Bears, went on to coach Toowoomba to six premierships. And then we had listeners say, well, Don Bradman, how many grandstands has he got? And, and, and country areas that have grandstands named after them. Now, Matthew Johns, I hope I'm not picking at a, uh, a scar here. Your brother, Andrew, of course, has a massive grandstand named after him. And at some time in the future, I'm sure Cameron Smith will have something named after him. But Matty... The years have passed. Mm. Is there anything named after Matthew Johns anywhere? Is Cessna well, honoured you? Is there a plaque? Is there something, Matthew, for your contribution? Well, the closest I get is across across the road from the house that I grew up in. There was a park that me and Joe used to 
you know, go over there and, and, and play football at, and that's, they've named it John's Park, so very genetic. So I'll claim oh, nice. that. <laughs> I, the, yeah, I, <coughs> there's a story. I, I actually, I, we used to have this cat called Phil. Right, and when I, used to, yeah, I swear to God, right. So when I used to go across the road with, and Phil used to come over with me, and mate, I'd be doing uh-huh. sprints, and Phil actually started joining in, and it just to be a bit of a tourist attraction. People go, mate, just go and see the crazy bloke and his cat doing sprints. It was unbelievable. I said to the old man once, I said, "Have you seen Phil? Phil's coming over doing sprints," and he said, "Mate, wake up." I said, mate, just come and have a look. And he's gone, mate, how did you teach Phil to do that? He didn't teach him anything. He just, observation. So now, how did we get to that? Can I ask, and I'm sure listeners have got this curiosity, how did it get the name Phil? Was it named after someone? Or Phil? Phil the cat? Yeah. I had a, I had a, mate, uh, I had a mate called uh, Phil Peak, And uh, just a bit of amusement, I called it, named it after Peaky, Phil. Yeah, so there you go. Where's Phil Peak these days? Anywhere we need to know? Oh, he passed Peaky. two years ago, Vossy. So. Oh, well, it's a, sorry to hear that. Anyway, you know a cat named after him. Talk about picking at a sore point. Yeah, well, Peaky. Sorry, mate. Rest in peace, Peaky. And Phil the cat's long gone. Rest in peace. Cameron, uh, is there an oval? Um, because where you grew up, I mean, has there been anything? If you don't mind me asking, is there something that you know about yet? I've actually, uh, I've actually got a, a grandstand bossy at oh, my old um, high school. <laughs> the, at Marston High, yeah, Cameron Smith uh, grandstand, yeah. And they, and they, I just uh, the the principal um, sent me an email the other day. They they just they're just about to extend it, which is good. So, jeez, getting huge crowds at Marston High to watch the Makos run around. They're going really good, both both the the boys and the girls teams up there. So. Shows how good All Saints I'm going. Maitland, anything from All Saints <laughs> Maitland for you, Maddie? No, no, it shows how good I'm going. I've got nothing named after me. The other guys get extensions put on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. That was one of the topics this morning. If you can uh, look, how many how many Bradman stands are there around the country? I mean, you know, Adelaide Oval, SCG, Barrel. There'd be a few. He's obviously top of the pops. But um, is there anyone who has two like? Uh, Joey, you're telling me so he's got a, he's got the Johns Field and the Grandstand, uh, a few there, and you know if you get a hill named after you, an amenities block, that must be quite a thrill, or a bar named after you, that's a, that's yeah. a good thing, I suppose. Yeah, I get nothing. I get nothing. <laughs> nothing, not to worry about that. Look, um, we've got a bit to do in this last half hour. Pull your socks up for Underworks all day. Socks by Underworks, they pass every comfort test, and we'll take. List of contributions on this one. Who you think should pull their socks up? Pull your socks up on this Monday, Cameron. Have you got anyone that you've pinpointed out of uh, well, out of the weekend? Well, yeah. Well, the West Tigers defence. Oh, I mentioned that earlier, but um, I'm actually going to uh, bring up one player, David Fafita. Oh man! Now he, you, you, you've oh. stolen the thunder. Wow! Sorry, yep. sorry, Matty. No, it's and good as gold. One, one of the listeners was asking us to, to stop agreeing. But, um, <laughs> yeah, look, I, I was at the game the other night and, and the, the Titans started really well, really well. And, and they play with a lot of intensity and unfortunately they couldn't keep it up and the storm were just too strong. But David Fafita, who, who was, you know, joined the Titans on, you know, big money, um, seven runs for 61 metres, boys. Mm. Seven runs for 61 metres. Now, That's a great nomination. Yeah, if I was his teammate and, the, and his coach, I'd be saying, hey, mate, listen... We need far more greater input from from you for, you know, not not to, not just because of your salary. Like, forget about the salary, boys. 
Yeah, that's right. He's a very important part of their team and, and a very important part of their team being successful. And and the position they're in with, with an opportunity to play finals, he, he's a guy that really needs to step up to the market in the next two weeks. Yeah, great shout. I was going to say, pull your socks up, Queenslanders who protested on the weekend about lockdown. Cameron, you can speak on half of and you're not locked down. What was that about? No. No, yeah, it's marching the street. The same in Perth. People march the streets about lockdown, and they're not locked down. No, we're not in lockdown. Like there's some, there's some like some sort of small rules where we wear face masks and gatherings are uh, mm. sort of restricted to numbers. But no, we're mm. we're not at all. I, I can't understand that. What are, what are, what are they doing? Well, all I'm doing here is padding for time so Maddie can come up with another nomination. Now, yeah. to pull your socks up. <laughs> of course, <laughs> you're still it. So, Maddie, what have you got? Have you got no. something else then? Look, I'll say this just on just on the Fafita thing. There was what encapsulates the other night was Munster went through. He did a little show and go, and, and David's effort in defence there well, was really non-existent. And then when you watch, and you know, um, conversely, you see Tino chases mm. Munster to the death, yeah. and that sort of showed that you know the difference in effort on that play. And look, Smithy is a hundred percent right. It's just simply. If, if the Titans want to do anything, they've come all this way and they've had moments in their season, but here's an opportunity to play finals football. He's got to be 8 out of 10, at least, yep. in the next two weeks. Uh, you know, But, look, my other one would be uh, you can't go past, um, you can't go past the, the, Titan, uh, the uh, Tigers. It was mm. just, they were in the game and that last 20 minutes, they just completely gave up. It was, it was, it was shocking. Yeah, well, they definitely pull your socks up. All day socks by Underworks. Pass every test. Pick up a pair and test them for yourself. Listeners, text boys. Wow, I'm, it's almost with some trepidation that I go there uh, with this one. Uh, someone claims that they are a, uh, a native of Cessnock. They say, on the back of the dunny door at Hotel Cessnock, it's named after Maddie. It's personally signed. Matthew Johns was here. It's also got a phone number for services. <laughs> There we go. Um, oh, Cessnock Hotel. Uh, Mate, on, uh, well, I wouldn't do that at the Cessnock Hotel. Maybe Peden's Hotel, but definitely not the Cessnock Hotel. All righty. Now, defensive you, Maddie, from Scott. He's come to your defence. Maddie has a fair few shows on Fox named after him. Joey true, only yeah. has a podcast where he got second yeah. billing to Freddie or gets second billing yeah. to Freddie. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, that is true. Well, now, do you know it's funny? You say things sometimes to people and they take it literal. Like, I, I was about a week ago, there was this, I was talking to this young bloke and he's old man. And uh, anyway, we were, we were chatting away and I said, How's HSC going? And he said, Mate, I'm struggling. I said, Don't worry about it, mate. I struggled in HSC and I've got two shows and a podcast. And the old man looked at me and said, I'll oh, give yourself a rap. And I said, Mate, I am only joking. It was, it's funny when you say things to people and they just mm. take it completely. <laughs> Literal. Yeah. If that bloke yeah. is listening, honestly, I swear to you, I was only joking to your son. Yes. Make, yes. make sure you do well to HSC. Uh, that's right. As I tell people, Matty, you can search eBay for a sense of humour. There might be one on sale. It's, it's a very negative world we live in these days. Uh, nothing tongue-in-cheek can be, uh, can be said these days. Now, uh, one from a Dragons fan for you fellas uh, on uh, Talatau and Moan, who we got to see yesterday in the starting side at 5'8 for the first time. 
I thought he was a little quiet. Previous, we saw the cameo against Penrith. Superb. But yesterday, he had to play the full 80. Glenn, the Confused Dragons fan, says, I just want to say, I saw some promising signs for next season. Uh, your thoughts on Amon, Maddie? You are the playmaking half here. Mm. What do you think, Talatau Amon? Do, do you keep him in there for the next two weeks as a yes. starting 5'8", or do you just give him that cameo? No, you, you keep him in there. He has got a spark. Uh yeah, I'd keep him in there. He's, mate, he's really suited to the way the game is at the moment. There's young guys coming through uh, that are having an impact on these new rules. Obvious one was Reese Walsh. Dane Laurie's done very, very well this year. Uh, and we saw on the weekend Luke Metcalf. From his opening touch, looked dangerous. And Amon's another one of these young guys. I, I No doubt I'd keep him in the side. All right, and another one of our listeners, Cameron, wants to know, would you ever consider a start in the bunker? I think we've asked you about refereeing touch-shows. What about just a little... Oh, you can fit it into your schedule. You could do a bunker shift, couldn't you, Cameron? Oh, no way. No. I'm not <laughs> stepping into that be? bunker ever. A little cheese plate, a little bunker. pate on the side and some bickies no. and a beer oh. and you watch the game and make some rulings. It, well, it seems like that sometimes, isn't it? The boys are on the... On the, on the cheese and crackers, but um, no, I'm going to be staying out of the bunker. Thank you. All right. And another observation from uh, one of our listeners. Um, how good was it? Yesterday we had the referee, Matt Checken, refer to a, a try call as a humdinger. We've got a humdinger here. Matty, we've never had that used before in the field. He said to the, uh, I think to Henry, who was in the bunker, we've got mm-hmm. a humdinger. Yeah. It's not an expression that gets used a lot, a humdinger. Wow. I don't, yeah. You know what? Vossi, I've often thought this, Smithy. I'd like to have a crack at refereeing. I'd like to. I, oh, I'd just geez. like to give it a go once. I reckon. I'd, okay. I reckon I'd be okay. I reckon minimal penalties, minimal six to go. Just, just let it go. I'd, I'd just like maybe grand final day they can give me a crack in the second half. <laughs> All right, clickbait headline: SEN website, Telegraph, Fox League. Onto it now. Johns oh. declares, "I want to be oh. a ref." That is the breaking story. We need to take a break while we digest where humanity has got to to reach this point that Matthew Johns, in light of other stories, he had a a running cat and he has his name on the back of a toilet door at Sestock, now wants to run the referees. 16 and a half minutes to nine. 11 and a half to nine. Uh, Christy of Kellyville says, Matty Johns doesn't need anything named after him after he had Thomas Neal quote him at the Olympics in front of the whole world. It's better than Lego. That's your legacy. Maddie, that that is That's a great true. text right <laughs> oh, there you. on thank the world you. stage of the Olympics. All right, who is the referee of the round? Let's get the intro. Mm. And now on breakfast with Vossi, Cameron Smith's referee of the round. <laughs> so prestigious, so prestigious. An intro that reflects that. All right, Cameron, put him out of their misery. The referee of the round is who? Referee of the round, I think this this guy might uh, this might be the third time uh, for Ooh. him. Grant Atkins. Yeah, I think he's in front of Grant Butler. Atkins. Uh. Yeah, is he why? Why does he get it? Yeah, well, he's in front of Chris thought, Butler. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, what Matty was talking about earlier about whether you know if he had an opportunity to referee, he'd just blow minimal sort of you know six to goes and just let the players go. And I thought he had that the other night. There was one little blemish with the. Uh, with the downtown call, but I think that may have come from somewhere else. Okay. I think, All right, so Green Atkins now. Have, I think that may have come from the bunker. Other than that, I thought he did a great job. New leader. Well, that is amazing. Well, there you go. That's an exciting moment, wasn't it? And Matthew's always nodded off there. He's, he's lost interest. If, you, if you're not giving <laughs> it to Chris Butler... Is he with us? He, no, it's okay. I've actually, speaking of cats, I'm watching 
my uh, my cat just rolled down when the stairs. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, I know. Harry. Go on, Harry. <laughs> Phil and Harry. Interesting. Yeah. All right, back to the text from the listeners. Question here from the Chief. This is a good one. Ooh. Morning, boys. For any new rule changes, there should be consideration given to the ability of referees to implement the rule. The referees have had six again, high tackle crackdowns, new sin bin rules added to the plate. Can you ask the boys if they believe there are any rules that are too difficult for referees to apply consistently? Um, that's a pretty good point. I mean, that's probably... If you're only going to have one referee... Remember when you make a change, what you're putting on their plate. I mean, oh, yeah. Maddie, is there a rule that they just, oh. you watch and you say, they, they can't possibly get consistent on that. It's just too hard. Off the top of my head, I can't think of one, but spot on. Each year, they must sit there and mm. you know, when the new rule comes in, goes, oh, mate, another one to con- you know, contend with. It, it was funny, we had Ian Roberts on um, the show last night. We showed Robbo doing the rakebacks in the rucks. Like, oh, yeah. it, it's really funny, mm. the old rule there. Like, uh, when I, I remember sitting down with, and watching an old game with uh, my youngest bloke, and he said, what was it? What's that? And <laughs> you, you forget that it was a rule that yeah. he'd never seen it. And the other one was no marker, tap and go. And yeah, was oh, like, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah, that board, yeah. Yeah, like, there's certain rules that have been taken away to simplify it for the referees. And, Others which have become more complex. But like, but like Cameron, how does one referee oversee the wrestle, keep teams on side, yeah. you know, and, and then ruling ruck infringements as well? We want the set, you know, set restart, looking at both touch judges. They have to yeah. work as a team. But there's a fair bit happening there, in a short space Vossie. of time. There is, Vossi. And, and that's why, um, yeah, when you're talking, when you're you know, being critical about referees' performances... They've actually broken down, and, and when they do a presentation to each of the clubs and the players at the start of each year, they talk about how many decisions, like like actual decisions that, that could possibly be made or looked at every ruck. And it's something ridiculous. Like, you're looking at yeah. you know, every, everything involved in the ruck, in the tackle, you know, contact, back 10, all the square mark, all these different things. Um, so I'm, you know, not at all envious of their... Their role that they play in the game, yeah, but, um, yeah 100%. I, I actually look at I actually look at a couple of the the current rules. Not so much the high contact, right? Because I think that's pretty, that's black and white. That's plain sight. If you, if you get hit in the head, that's that's the new rule. Not everyone agrees with it, but if you get hit in the head, that's just a out, that's a penalty straight away. That's easy for the referees. The one that I find is would be very hard to be consistent at for the entire eighty minutes is the six to go. Because yeah. you can't tell me, like, if you, if you say, if, if a referee gives away a six-to-go um, penalty to, mm. uh, you know, whatever team it is, for, say, a slow play the ball, are you saying to me that a slow play the ball at the same speed is not going to happen throughout the same match and he's going to let it go? Yeah, you, well, you, yeah, you're right, Cameron. You, you'd like to think referee still has feel for the game. There are different yes. times, but mm. you should be able to recognise when a team's deliberately mm. slowing the play of the ball down, down right. close to the line, things like that. Uh, Chief, I'll tell you what I'll do for the Chief. I'll text, I'll, I'll send him out the uh, Chemist Warehouse $50 voucher uh, and reminder that Chemist Warehouse opened this Father's Day. Shop online for click and collect and fast home delivery options. We're yep. almost uh, finished for the day. Matty, you'll have to contribute to this text. Uh, this one from the Elabana Eel, or Elabana Eel, he says, uh, by the sounds of Cameron Elibana. Smith's giggles, Elabana, he says he's getting some of Nathan Hindmarsh's A-grade Lou Reed. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Where did that story come uh, up? Oh, mate, what? Yeah, um, Hindy gets like he he, he gets irritable eyes, and on the show like they're bright red. And sometimes they go, mate, you've been smoking, you've been, you've been, you've been chuffing before the show again. And it's funny when people take things literal. Hindy, yeah, he, you know, he's the most innocent bloke in the world. Says. Come and said he walked into McDonald's one day and a bloke walked up to him and chipped him and said, mate, I thought you were better than that. And, uh, oh, no way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a segment it's been. So, Cameron, you've been, uh, you can sue Matty if you like. Brighton's lawyer's yeah. number to call, 1-800-848-848. See you again on uh, Thursday and the captain's run with Denon Kemp Wednesday, Cameron. Will do. Thanks, Fossey. I'm going to get a and snack. I'm a bit, I'm a bit hungry. Yeah. Good man. And Matty John, see you, Cock. <laughs> yeah, see you, vote. See you, goat. That's a Monday morning. See you, boys. Even after 50 years, we're still celebrating the classics at Macca's. So for our birthday, why not take our iconic taste to the next level? Party with a double quarter pounder, fillet fish McChicken or Big Mac today. Available after 10.30am. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.